For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking everything with wheels with Phil and Steve. What's going on, Phil? Hey, Arch, man. It is good to have you back in the one chair. And um, Boy, it was a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, you know, running this show. So I am so thankful to have you back today to keep the wheels on this thing. <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, the additional pressure of dealing with, you know, you know who, Kyle. Steve, what's happening, man? Ah, not a whole lot. Just uh, hanging out on Friday night. Uh, I've got a small little uh, slate this weekend for racing, so uh, all good. I'm looking forward to taking a little bit of a break here. Uh, so nice, all, right. all well, good. You know, Steve, you may not know this, but Phil and I know this. It's not the size of your slate; it's how you use it. That's good. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't work the middle, but I can work the shit out of the sides. That's what I always say. <laughs> Steve, I'm trying to throw you new material. You were complaining about old stuff. I'm trying to give you some new stuff to work with. Yeah, I'm down, man. Hey. <laughs> there it is. I like it. There how'd it we do, is. How'd we do last week? Good, man. We had a we had a nice week. We we uh we started off a little rough with the uh the trucks. That did not go as planned. It was pure havoc. Uh, but the the rest of the slate went pretty good. Um, we ended up saving the day on Sunday with Bubba Wallace cashing a plus fifteen hundred top ten ticket. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> uh, but we turned a I think it was like a four and a half to five unit profit for the weekend. So no complaints here. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, this week, Steve was just talking about it. It's kind of kind of like a vacation week. There's only three races that we're going to be going to be dabbling in we've got xfinity tomorrow and then the cup and indycar races on sunday so kind of a short slate but we are uh we're here for it man kind of needed a little bit of a break you've earned it steve i'm looking forward to it man we uh had a couple weekends there we were doing four or five maybe even six races i think it was seven races right yeah and you were bringing guests on the show and pushing me out the door it was it was crazy you were so busy yeah, we missed you last week, man. I know. I I think you said you were a little lonely. You had some free time, right? Yeah, we ended up uh, playing uh, Baccarat all night. And, uh, you know, Kyle was making horrible comments about all the dealers. It was pretty amazing. There was something about Mormon threesomes. Yeah, there was a Mormon threesome in there, too. Yeah, that's it's stuff in the book club. It stays in the book club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that one's going to cost you 25 bucks to find out what's what's going on with that. <laughs> But uh, also, just quick shout out to Aaron. Uh, he was our guest last week. Rocky yeah. Mountain LSX, awesome stuff. Great guy, and he uh, he brought a lot of good information. So really thankful that we could have him uh, last week. But we certainly missed you, buddy. Oh, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy now. Enough of that shit. Hey, now, now listen. Before we kick off, can you yeah. explain your avatar? Like, like who is that guy? That's our man, Richard North, baby, underdog champ, cashing cashing tickets left and right for us tonight. Darts. What kind of tickets are? Darts. Okay. Darts. Uh-huh. So, 
yeah, we're, we're, we're off into new avenues here. That's right. Yeah, we're doing it. We're dabbling in darts now. It's uh, it has been a wild ride. It's been what two days, and we've had fifty-four plays. Jesus, have we had that many? <laughs> <laughs> man, they rack that shit up and just roll. Man, it's round robins. Everyone plays everybody every day. I know it's awesome, and um, yeah, I mean we have a, I think a seven and a half unit, uh, positive tally so far, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I think we're the foremost leading experts in the dart world. <laughs> we're back testing other other theories and other modifiers, and I think we can do even better. Yeah, the the foremost steel tipped experts. That's so, right. No one knows better than us. Yeah, but let's talk about something we know we're good at. Oh yes, and that's yeah, that's that's racing. So, Steve, tell me about it. What, what's uh, what do we got cooking up for tomorrow? Um, well, we got Michigan this weekend for both the Xfinity and Cup Series. So um, we know that on the mile and a half this year uh, in the Xfinity Series, it's kind of been uh, it's kind of been the Junior Motorsports uh, Brigade that were there. So probably going to be starting the card out here with uh, Justin Allgaier. Um, at, at one point in the season, this year, that, that's plus 450 outrights, by the way, and, and the top three. So giving, uh, nibble, dabbling in both of those spots there. At one point in the season, I remember specifically saying that when you put uh, Allgaier on a mile and a half this year, he's uh, just about unbeatable. So... We're gonna be going back to the, to uh, to him here at probably the fastest inter, um, intermediate oval this year. We see speeds really getting up there, so I anticipate him uh, getting the job done here. I I, I do um, I don't mind if you wait until after practice to bet him though, because we've seen like I've said before him kind of not have the greatest practice qualifying section, but we've seen him do really well in the car, similar to like Ross Chastain in the Cup Series. So we've seen that kind of be a pattern this year. So if you want to, I would say it's not a rush to bet that one, but I, I like all guy or what do you bet it now or after tomorrow morning? I like it. Let him fall flat on his face and practice and we'll reap the rewards. Yeah, he um, the um, the top three that Steve was referring to, you can find that plus 110 at DraftKings, plus 115 at um, Sugar House Parks, Bet Rivers. Um Allgaier, when, when he practices and qualifies, he is normally in race trim. He, he's not trimmed out for practice. So he, uh, he kind of punts on practice and qualifying to have the car ready to roll during the race. And it kind of shows, like in his data, when I was looking it up uh, for all the comparable tracks that we put together, in the, the matrix that I have here, he's got the highest average finish. He's run the most average fast laps, the most average laps led, the best average running position and the highest driver rating. So that's not even filtering out all of the cup guys that moonlight, um, you know, just all guys better than everybody. So um, four to one is kind of, or four and a half to one is really good value, even though it's such a short number. So I'm with Steve on this one for sure. Love yeah. it when you guys are talking that big plus lines. I mean, I know people on Twitter are going to be upset. There's that many underdogs, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> hey, man, uh, chalk cash is the same too. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and then the the other guy we're we're looking at to target is AJ Amendinger. Uh, the Dinger is eight to one most places outright to win, and then we eyed up his top five, which I think you can find near even money. Um, he is in all those metrics that I explained for Allgaier. He's third and fourth somewhere in that range. So. Um, his his season is turning around. He has the most top tens in the series so far this year. He has the highest green flag speed throughout the entire series for the year. Um, and this is a two mile track. It's not a mile and a half, so it's more getting closer to super speedway esque. And uh, colleague, you know, that's their calling card. So um, I'm sure Steve can elaborate a little bit more. But that's that's our take on the dinger. Yeah, I mean. When you look at uh, calling this year, um, they, I think it was after, um, it was, I think it was a two week break. Uh, we kind of looked at calling racing and practice and I'm like, ah, I need a two week break. They might, uh, they might hit on something here and, and, you know, with, uh, some, some more time to kind of experiment with the break there, they came back and they're really quick. 
they're kind of near the top of the leaderboard. And then I think ever since then, they've kind of shown that they've upped their pace a little bit. And uh, the Dinger specifically has um, a win here. Uh, I think believe it was last year, but I'm looking at uh, my, my, my sheet here. And uh, it was last year. He led 70 laps out of the 139. He dominated. Yeah. So, I mean, AJ's not really a guy you think about when you're, on the ovals but um this isn't like your conventional like like you said two mile so this isn't, isn't really conventional mile and a half oval so this is kind of a more unique track so i think aj can really uh shine through here with pop mate i mean possibly winning the race they're eight to one but i really really like his top five there uh now it's minus 110 but that's still pretty good to me he he hasn't shown like winning pace but i really like the top five because um He's been in. He's been in the top five, you know, all season. Whether he has the race winning pace or not, he, he's shown that because he's. I believe he's so leading the points. So we know he can be consistent and get the job done up there. Yeah, another interesting stat: no DNFs this year for the Dinger. So Ooh, he's um, in it. Yeah, he's he's always there, and uh, I mean, he's forty what forty one years old. So guy is like a super veteran by now. So you know, he's just keeping the car clean, getting the finishes. He's got a championship in mind. So. That top five is a hammer spot. Uh, what if it? You said minus one hundred five. What if it's minus one ten? Yeah, fire playable? away. Okay. Yeah, fire away. Like minus one ten. So yeah, um, there was a head to head too. Who who was it? Uh, Sam Mayer, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. We got. Uh, yep. You got Dinger over Sam Mayer. Um, I just like where. Uh, it, AJ's consistency is compared to Sam Mayer there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, Sam Mayer, I mean, um, he's he's kind of like the bottom of the tier there at Junior Motorsports. He's kind of all, he's kind of he's kind of hit and miss. Um, I think he hits more on the short tracks than the intermediate tracks. I mean, I mean, he can definitely get it done here at Michigan, but I would lean AJ there in that regard. Yeah, uh, Sam actually he has three DNFs this year uh, and eleven top tens I saw. So, um, not not nearly as good as as our boy the Dinger. So, uh, I'm happy with the to lay the juice here at the minus one twenty five. Um, Steve, I I saw you were on Riley Herbst plus one hundred five over John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, I just see this matchup kind of as a coin flip. Um, We've seen Ford be really strong in the Cup Series at Michigan, um, and may or may not translate over to the Xfinity Series. But we've Riley Herbst has been really impressive this year to me. Uh, we've seen him really take care of the car more. Um, he's been a lot, he's shown a lot more pace overall. Um, and then look at on the other side there, John Hunter Nemechek, kind of. Um, a little bit off the pace in the truck series this year. Um, he's driving pretty recklessly for whatever reason. It feels like he's not really, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because he's not showing the raw pace. He's going to try and get it done other ways. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it, it's certainly not the season he had last year. So I don't know if that carries over at all. He's in the 26 car this week with just, uh, with uh, Sam Hunt Racing. That's kind of like like the Gibbs car, that's not really uh, the Gibbs car there. He's got, it's got somewhat close pace, but it's definitely not a Gibbs car. So I kind of like Ryder Herbst there in that permanent seat there at, uh, at Hot, you know, Haas. What do you think about um, uh, Dinger minus 125 over John Hunter? Um, what is it? What is the number again? Uh, Dinger minus one twenty five, John Hunter Nemechek plus one oh five. I mean, I would probably play that as well. I certainly trust AJ more than I trust Roddy Herbs at this point in the year. We played him over Sam Mayer, and I would say that uh, Sam Mayer is going to be very close in speed to John Hunter. Um. So yeah, I would probably play that for the same amount. I played against Sam Mayer for Dinger there. Nice. So what you're telling me is I found one. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, all right. I, I'm really, I'm really impressed with you the past few weeks. Actually, you've been really digging into the analytical data, and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, 
You've been. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say again, you, when you have a little extra time on your hands, you know, you can uh, dig yeah. in a little bit. Steve, well, you we, took the broken clock is right twice a day, right? You can tell him that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm serious though. I mean, oh. Phil's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you see Phil's um, spreadsheet on darts right now, you would be blown away. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, I'm giving my guys some credit here right now. I appreciate it, dude. I really do. I, yeah, I, I just try and keep up with you, you know. So, nah, I'm just a guy here talking NASCAR, man. Bingo. Just a cool. casual fan around here, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else on the the sheet that that you know you, we got to play? That's all I have for the Xfinity series, I think, right now. I don't know if there's something that popped out to you. Um, Cup series is going to be interesting, but I think Xfinity should play out a little bit more according to the track history. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I picked the guys today that, you know, Algar is kind of a performance based off of him this year, and uh, Dinger is kind of a guy that can back his performance up from last year. So we got a couple of different angles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get some different matchups uh, after practice and qualifying tomorrow because, you know, Allgaier we have targeted as a play-on guy. Dinger we have as a play-on guy. And um, JHN is a fade, and I think we've, we've taken these matchups as far as we can. I don't think there's anything left to pick apart from the bone here. Uh, I would like to fade Brandon Jones because we, we talked about just how awful – he is it, relative to his pit crew. He's got the number one pit crew, you know, in the series, and the guy's a, a, a mid pack runner. So I mean, that just shows, like you said earlier to me, how very little talent he has. <laughs> so I would like, I would like to play against him, but the only thing I'm seeing is a matchup with Sammy Smith, and it's minus one seventy five. So I'm hoping that uh, we can find somewhere to fade Brandon Jones tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Sammy Smith, definitely, I, he's in the 18 car. He's gonna, the car itself is going to have pace. Um, I, I really did look at that, and I would kind of lean towards Sammy Smith there if you wanted to get a lean there going. But, uh, Sammy, I mean, Sammy Smith had the pace. His, I believe it was his first race last time out. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Plus one fifty for a head to head. We've seen Brennan Jones make a lot of mistakes in his career, so I wouldn't be surprised if he makes uh, the same mistakes this week in Michigan and track that super high speed and the car is kind of out of control a little bit. So again, yeah, look at Sammy Smith and and say, oh yeah, I mean he's he's a new guy on a, on a street too. So I can see them both kind of uh, slipping up at some point, yeah. you know, in the day. That was exactly my thought. I would like to have a, somebody with a little more um, uh, experience under their belt yeah. rather than Sammy Smith. But we'll we'll see what we what we get tomorrow. But cool, man. So should we move on to the Cup Series arts? You all locked in? I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Cups. Cup Series. So uh, Steve had a group of five drivers that he wanted to point out for win totals. And shit, the, the list may be a little bit longer now that it's been a couple hours since we talked. So, Steve, spill the beans. Yeah, so once again, um, in the Cup Series, I want to kind of look at this year specifically on most of the mile-and-a-half tracks. Um, and if you look at the numbers there, you see pretty much Ross Chastain across the board. Um, we're talking about uh, Charlotte. I mean, all the, all the mile-and-a-halves, uh, he's met – Nashville specifically, I mean, kind of look at mile and a half, so a little bit more flat on the flatter side. Um, I look at Nashville. He's extremely – I mean, Nashville, uh, this year and last year, Ross Chastain was just a, a rocket, um, both those races. Um, Ross was uh, really fast at Pocono, kind of a – Pocono, I mean, not, not identically – you know, close to Michigan, but you're talking about a long, you know, high-speed intermediate – oval track there uh he was running up front uh, he started on you know front row uh, next to denny hamlin he had a chance to win that race uh, hamlin kind of raced him hard as we expected him to so pretty much uh, we're all seen nine to one there looks pretty good to me and um also playing his top five at plus 110 on DraftKings. both of those are on DraftKings over there hey check it out though ross chastain to win 
What are you getting at Sugar House, Phil? I'm trying to. I believe it was eleven to one over there. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing right now here. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I would say that's pretty far off because. Holy smokes! Yeah, I've got thirteen to one at Sugar House. Well, when you get That's the winners' lines on NASCAR like I do, then you know. oh man, no, it, it probably does it differ, you, or is it is it really winners' lines? Is it? I thought every book has winners' lines. Well, you know, just stop hitting those darts so so hard, <laughs> you know, and then you could have thirteen hundred too. I'm punishing some off-brand books right now. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, no, thirteen to one is stupid value. Mm. Unbelievable, because we had it handicapped at nine to one when you know because DraftKings is the first to the market, so that's. That's the number they gave us. This is unbelievable. I will be playing this right now again. <laughs> I got him on NGM when it very first opened at ten to one, and it got bet down to seven and a seven fifty. Yeah. Wow. So when you see that happening, you know you're probably on the right side. Gotta feel and, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So if you can get a straggler there over on a different book, you're you're set. You go golden. Cool. So uh, who else? We had Ross. Uh, I know we were looking at his teammate, Daniel Suarez, for a lot of the same reasons. Absolutely. I would say Trackhouse. Trackhouse is really impressive because they are getting it done pretty much on every track type this year. It doesn't matter. They're really good on the, on the road courses. They're fast on the super speedways. And obviously, they've been the fa- fast. Ross has been the fastest car on the intermediate oval tracks. And that's exactly, exactly, kind of exactly what we had this weekend in a two-mile uh, oval there. But Trackhouse is so fast, and Suarez twenty-five to one is definitely a miss, a little bit of a misprice to me. I mean, you see how far, how fast Ross is. No reason why his teammate can't do the same. I kind of look at like Bubba Wallace, for example. I was betting Bubba Wallace for a long time because I know I know how fast his teammate Kurt Busch was, and his teammate it. it fellow Toyota cars were and we're finally seeing Bubba Wallace now opening up at you know 30 to 1 20 to 1 uh, on these track types so kind of if you kind of hit Suarez early here you might be uh, getting some value support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I just want to add, I'm a big dumb idiot. Um, the 13 to 1 for Ross Chastain was uh, for the pole position. I also oh, have 11, okay. I have 11 to 1. Oh, also. Okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah. So it's not that big of a disparity. But yeah, I'm, I'm in on Suarez as well. Just, you know, fast teammate. So sign me up. They got the same stuff under the hood. As I said about Ross before, though, don't bet 13 to 1 for the pole because they're probably not going to qualify all that well. They've been <laughs> struggling in qualifying. They're good in the race. They're good in race train, like you, like you said. Um, with JRM in the Spanish series. Nice. Uh, who else did you have? Did I see Chris Bell on the list? Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, both with the Toyota Brigade over there. We've seen... I want to talk about Truex, but I'd, I'd, I want to hit on Christopher Bell right now because I think he's kind of... I have some thoughts on him because he's... We've seen him... 
be really quick this year, but he's run into a lot of incidents that weren't really like his fault. Um, He's had some spins that have cut tires down and he's ended his day because he couldn't get back on the pit road. Uh, Things like that are happening. Um, He has the new pit crew, so that's a little bit of a scare for me, but the raw speed on the track is there. Uh, he was easily the fastest car on the road course last week. So he, he has to feel pretty good. He has to feel pretty confident. But if you want to kind of not trust his pit crew, definitely take Martin Truex Jr. at 15-1. to um, I, I think Truex has kind of stepped his game up a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, Truex, the whole Gibbs crew there, it's kind of like I'm looking at this type, this track type, and I'm just looking down the board to see like who has longest odds at Joe Gibbs, and that's kind of who I want to take. And I just feel <laughs> like Truex, fifteen to one, when you see his teammates like Denny and uh, Kyle Busch, so sh- so much shorter there. I believe they're at the seven to one, you know, in that range. I just feel like Truex is uh, way off, um, too long. Yeah, and, and in our metric again, like. Um... Truex has the number one average running position uh, throughout all our comparable tracks. So that's pretty cool. And that's even incorporating when he picked up some damage uh, last year on lap three and, you know, still still nursed it to a, a decent finish. But uh, Truex should be fast and he has to win. I mean, the guy's motivated. Um, so I'm, I'm in on Truex as well. He sold me. So there was one other guy, Steve, Tyler Reddick. Yeah, let's talk about Tyler Reddick a little bit here. Um, talk about momentum. Uh, I mean, I'll be I'll be the first to say right now. Um, I had a hard time trusting Tyler Reddick uh, once that announcement came out about him leaving RCR. I really thought that uh, there's going to be some serious team chemistry issues over there. But the guy comes out uh, on the road course last week, and he just absolutely annihilates the field again. So. Just it was right never, never in doubt. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, nobody's the, the past two road courses. Nobody's even been close to Tyler Reddick. It's really been incredible sight. I just think the guy has so much talent. It, it doesn't even matter like what's going on outside the racetrack. It's just he's gonna get it done. I mean, this is, Michigan is kind of a track where they're probably gonna be running the high line. Uh, that's kind of in Reddick's wheelhouse. Uh, we're talking about uh, speeds, you know. Very high speeds. Talking about the race car is going to be probably pretty out of control. That kind of fits his wheelhouse again. Like I said, um, that's I guess that's kind of all my my bullet points there for uh, Reddick. Yeah, I I, uh, I like Reddick as well because you know I was watching back the um, last year's Cup race and I know it's going to be apples and oranges. Um, you know because the the cars handle so much differently and the arrow is so much different, um, but. The high line was in play. There's resin up there. Reddick likes to play right by the wall. So if if there is any hint that that line works, then he is going to be a rocket ship again on Sunday. So I certainly don't want to not have a Tyler Reddick ticket just in case that it it, it does come into play. So I'm, better to I'm have him and not need him than need him and not have him. Exactly, exactly. And at Twelve to one. I mean, you know, <laughs> sprinkle it and uh, it'll it'll uh, cover your debts. I'm really disappointed that I missed out on Reddick last week because that should have been like a clear and obvious situation there where he just, he blew the field away, you know, aside from Chase Elliott, who's the best road course racer in the series. And he even blew him away. So not having Reddick at the road course last week, I really, uh, a little bit disappointed with myself. I didn't take a look at him. So let's not do that again. I don't know, man. It's going to suck at the the next road course. He's going to be like, you know, probably plus 300. He's probably going to be the favorite over Chase, and it'll probably be like plus 300. I think it's going to be really close. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's Watkins Glen, so That's I'm Chase pretty sure it's Lake Watkins Glen, where Kimi Raikkonen will be racing for Trackhouse Racing, and I can't wait for that event, by the way. That'll probably be – we'll probably get 1,000 to 1 on Kimi. Probably. Yeah. He will have a test session, though. So, I mean, one session is probably not going to be enough to handle a stock car for the first time in your life and on race day. But <laughs> anything helps, right? I Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I can't wait to see Kimmy. Um, but let's see. So, we got some 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe we'll take him for like a top 10 or something if it's like plus 300 or better, I would say. Because that I mean, we know that car is going to be screaming fast over there at Trackhouse. So we'll get to that when, when we get there, though. Yeah. Um, let's go a little bit further down the card. Top fives, you have Denny Hamlin. Uh, that's a new name on the list. And then you have Ross Chastain. You already said that. And Truex, uh, two to one at DraftKings plus 255 Sugar House. But why Denny? I'm just I'm back in the Gibbs cars again. Yep. Um, Denny has I mean when you look at kind of the I, I guess you consider Michigan a cookie cutter track to an extent. I mean but I mean just the standard ovals. Denny Hamlin has been absolutely just really good. I mean he he should have won Pocono. The car got disqualified. Now. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about the tape issue, but I really don't think that had much of a help in that performance over there. McDowell's car car disqualified as well when it got back to the R&D center, but he was fast again on the road course, so I don't think that really had much of an impact either. I think I I I mentioned it on this show, but... Um, I think the whole field is kind of on notice now. It wasn't just the Gibbs camp there that got that nailed with the penalty, and that, that now they're the only ones backing up. I think the whole field is. I don't think that's even something that you should really be taking into consideration. I'm just going to go off of what we've seen so far this year, and Denny's been kind of on top of the board there in speed on these track types. Agreed. He uh, he is number one overall in my weighted metrics when you take you know, take the whole thing and put it in a vacuum. Uh, he is number one. Um, he's just solid in every category, average fast laps, laps led, average run position, driver rating. He just, you know, Mr. Consistency. So I, uh, I do like him. I don't like him to win. I like him to top five though. So we will do that. Um, all right. So top tens, sir. Uh, yes. this is, we have been making some hay on the top tens here. Yeah. Sounds Kevin, like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had that 15 to 1 Bubba Wallace ticket. That was in, insane. Uh, but we've got Kevin Harvick, Austin Sindrick, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse, all new names. What do you, what do you like about these fellas? Yeah, just uh, one more thing before we get to these top 10 details. There's one car that I don't specifically like this weekend from that Joe Gibbs crew. It's probably Kyle Busch. Um, I don't know. There's got to be some 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 things going on over there. He says, like in his interviews, that he turns everything off once he, once he hits the racetrack. But I really don't know if that's possible. He's clearly. Not, I mean, there's something going on. He's making a lot of mistakes this year. He's struggled ever since he lost the amount of practice from the COVID situation. I just think there's there's a lot of things going on both on the racetrack that he's not, he's not getting any this things off the racetrack with his sponsorship and doubts and where he's going next year, et cetera. There's a lot of things happening with it, with him. So I don't really like him. And uh, that's the one car I, I went back from Joe Gibbs personally. So how do we but, use that to our advantage? Do we take like Hamlin and Truex top Toyota car over Bush or what, what is there something we can do with this? I went right back to uh, Martin Truex plus 550 for the top Toyota. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Bush is, is in that category, and I yeah. and he's a favorite in that category. Right. So I don't, I don't agree with him being the favorite in that category. So I'm just kind of uh, getting a light play there for Truex again in that department. All right. Well, do it. Yep. I'm, I'm also seeing uh, Larson as a dog in a head-to-head against him. Um, Hamlin is a dog in a head-to-head against Kyle. Chase Elliott is a short favorite. I mean, do you like any of these guys over, over Kyle? Just straight up i mean since you brought larson up i know you had a tweet earlier this week they want to talk about with Kyle larson and i'm in those breaks uh oh my how god much of this is driver versus mechanical failure do you think larson bounces back because he's kind of been on a little bit of a downswing here yeah they i don't know if you you saw that accident he had arch did you see it no i didn't see it no all right so kyle larson you know voted the world's best race car driver by espn over you know, Lewis Hamilton, um, who was it? Newgarden? I, I don't know. All the, no, all the I think, uh, I think he beat Verstappen this year, didn't he? Oh, Verstappen. Yeah. I, I don't know who it was, but yeah, he, he was voted the world's best driver, this guy. So, you know, he, uh, last weekend 
it's a road course. So obviously you got a lot of slow corners and the instant replay, he, he just comes barreling in mm-hmm. to a corner at 160 miles an hour, no brakes off the ground and just T-bone some guy, Ty oh, Dillon. Ty so, Dillon. so he either wanted to murder Ty Dillon or, you know, in my opinion, he had a brake failure mm. later, yeah, later on in the week. Um, Hendricks, you know, his team came out and said, you know, it was, there was no mechanical failure. The brakes were fine. Uh, Larson just got, got in the corner a little bit hot and that just did not sit right with me. So I, I was thinking, you know, cause I'm a, a conspiracy theory kind of guy. I enjoy entertaining those that maybe Hendricks was cheating with their brake package a little bit and couldn't admit a failure or else it would cause some sort of investigation. And so they had to make Larson a scapegoat. I don't know how that filters into the handicap here. I just thought it was just completely unbelievable. I, I just, you'll have to look up the accident and you'll, you'll probably agree with me, but it was unreal. So what do we do with that, Steve? Do we, do we play <laughs> on Larson or? Yeah. I mean, I think you made some great, great points about it. I just, Larson to me, uh, he hasn't had the speed all year compared to his, uh, well, I mean, Byron's been off the pace and Bowman's been off the pace. So, I guess the only guy on Hendrick uh, right now that I think has the pace is Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, we've seen Larson be really fast in practice, really fast in qualifying, and then something happens during the race where he doesn't show up. Is that kind of what you're seeing from him? Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, tried, he tried to kill Ty Dillon. I mean, it was <laughs> that was attempted murder is, is what that was. Thank God these I, cars are so safe. Can you imagine if that was last year? Well, I mean, the impacts uh, to the cars themselves, the drivers are taking a lot of, a lot of heat from the, these impacts, really. I mean, the, yeah, the cars don't look like they're getting beat up as much, but we've seen Kurt Busch. I mean, he's, he's out again this week with concussion protocol. And yeah. the hit he took at that racetrack at Pocono, wasn't that, it, was a, it was a hit on, the, on you know, the back of the car. It wasn't even that hard of an impact. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're you think right. there's something a little bit more, uh, more than they're telling us? Cars may not be as safe, or they're feeling the impact more. They they must be feeling it. They they must be like more rigid. I would imagine the bodies are definitely not giving the way the old car did. So instead of the, the car taking the impact, it's it's the drivers. Yeah. they're taking the brunt of the force of hitting these walls. Hmm. So, well, all right. So we'll we'll stay off Larson. Yeah. Long story short, the yeah. Ty Dillon get out of that with, you know, Larson and Ty Dillon get out of that with the no injuries pretty much. So mm. I, I was concerned yeah. for a little bit. I mean, that's, that was a huge impact on the side door. So, all right. So speaking of head to heads, looks like we'll, we'll jump into that. Right. We want to talk about the top 10. Top kind of yeah, you, <laughs> you got me off on a tangent. Go, go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, um, sorry with Kevin Harvick. Um, I don't like to look at track history, like I said, that much, but um, he's been really, really good here. Ford, Ford in general has been really, really good here. Uh, we t- I saw an interview with Brad Kozlowski and said this could be an unpredictable weekend. They had a tire test here, and they decided that the tire they used on that test wasn't exactly what they wanted to see. The cars were totally out of control. I guess there's a lot of mayhem, and if they use that same tire this weekend, that probably would be a similar situation where there's, there's a bunch of cautions, a lot of issues. So um, could be a little bit more uh, unpredictability this weekend. I'm, I'm not sure how that, how that really fits into Ke- what I'm saying here about Kevin Harvick, but just thinking about that, so I thought about Brad Kozlowski and being with the four guys over there. So Harvick is uh, plus 120 on Sugar House for a top 10. I like that number a lot. Um, if he doesn't practice well, uh, don't get too concerned about it. Uh, he's another guy. If you want to take him after practice, I would assume he probably doesn't practice all that well again. Um, I don't think he's a guy that really pushes the car that hard in practice, but when he shows up on race day, he's that veteran guy. Kind of reminds me of Ryan Newman. He just kind of works his way up as the day goes on. Uh, just like that a lot. He should have had a really good finish at Pocono um last time out there um got caught up in that ross chastain mess unfortunately from the top five so i mean i think harvick is kind of starting to figure out this new car i think he's been really behind in that regard but recently he's kind of gotten the hang of it i think a little bit more 
Yeah, there's almost a, a $2 difference in value from MGM to uh, Sugarhouse. That's that's wild. So, yeah, lock it in if you can. Yeah, let's talk about MGM for a little bit. They're kind of uh, getting greedy over here with the positional finishes. So we haven't been able to get too much value over there for position uh, for MGM. So Yeah, like none. I, I haven't placed a NASCAR wager at MGM in weeks. Yeah, you can still play some of the matchups, uh, some of the outrates, like I mentioned. I got Ross early on over there. I like using MGM, gives you some better numbers on like the, that 30 to 40 uh, you know, range. Kind of usually get it, you know, two or three dollars extra. Um, so I usually like playing the outrates right now on MGM a little bit more. Gotcha. All right. Um, so Briscoe, Sindrick, you want to talk about them for a minute or? Pass. Yeah, just brief. Yeah, I mean, just briefly. Uh, Malson Sindrick is plus one ninety over there for a top ten on FanDuel. That was when I when I got in at um, Sindrick has been. Pretty good this year on the on the, on the intermediate tracks. Uh, he was good. I mean, we we'll talk about the All Star race a little bit, but that, I mean, we know I was at Texas. A uh, lot of strange rules. He started up in the front the last days and couldn't really pass. But bottom line is the car was decent. He was a pole sitter at Auto Club, which is a very similar track to Michigan in many ways. Um, it, it's a lot more tire wear, but. If you start in the front, you should get that track position. It's pretty important for your day. Uh, so plus 190 for a top 10 there looks pretty good. Uh, Chase Briscoe. I think Chase Briscoe has been one of the better Fords. So if we see Ford kind of come back with a little bit of a better pace this weekend as a company whole, uh, plus 190 is very good over there. Chase Briscoe was very quick. Uh, at Charlotte, he had a chance to win that race. Uh, so that's another intermediate track you can look at and say that he was uh, had a pace to get it done. And let's take a look at Stenhouse, plus 350 at DraftKings for a top 10. If there's a little bit of chaos, we can kind of hedge our other bets there a little bit and uh, maybe get Stenhouse in there for a top 10. Stenhouse is a guy that's really good at uh, the high speed, super speedways. Really good at in, in the draft. Uh, and this year has been very good on the mile and a half. So it's pretty much it for sending for that for that description there. Just like send house long number there for a top ten. Yeah, I think that's that's really good value. He he uh, he does tend to shine at these these more um, high speed tracks. So you you love to see it. Three fifty. We'll we'll definitely take that. Um, in the matchups here, the first one, I loved it. Ryan Blaney over William Byron. Um, I, I wrote about this one for Hodge Checker. Um, Blaney won here last year. He uh, he made me quite a bit of coin. I live bet this one at Caesars. It might have been one of my the the last nails in the coffin for my my account. Uh, I took a fifty dollar <laughs> free bet, and uh, I think I hit it. At, I think it was nineteen to one or something. And um, you know, Blaney went straight backwards at at the start of this race. And then by by race end, he was on the front row. He nailed a couple late restarts, and uh, that was all she wrote. So I think he's got fond memories of it. Again, I, I think the track will behave completely different than last year. Can't put a lot of stock in it. Um, but William Byron, he's got one top 10 in his last 11 races, and that was at Sonoma. So, I mean, it was a road course. It, it has no bearing whatsoever. Uh, he's had the sixth best uh, average green flag speed over the course of the, the season, but he still can't put together a finish. So it's, it's wild, man. I, I don't know what's going on with Willie B. We loved him. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, he was cashing a ton of tickets. So hopefully he cashes one here, you know, for us as well on the fade. So, um, I don't know if you have anything to add to it, Steve, but we love Ryan Blaney over William Byron. Yeah, I agree with it for sure. Um, Blaney, I mean, he's been pretty quick when it comes to intermediate tracks. He's actually been surprisingly slower on the shorter tracks this year. I wasn't, really, I really wasn't expecting that. Uh, Blaney won the All Star race over there in that, uh, you know, at Texas. That's, that wasn't an official race win, but that's that's the one win he has this year on that track on mile and a half. So I would look to see Ryan Blaney kind of definitely have 
a little bit more pace on this type of track. Uh, William Byron as well. I mean, his, his best best performances, aside from Martinsville, I guess, he dominated Martinsville, has kind of been on the intermediates, but he just really hasn't been there. And like you said, one top 10 and last 11 just isn't going to get it done at all, obviously. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with him, but, yeah, I mean, he ranks – at the at the track types we're looking at, he, he ranks way down there, like way below tenth, and Blaney's inside uh, five or six spots of him, and and you know, and green flag speed, so minus one hundred five. Uh, you getting the best price there? I think it was minus one fifteen on MGM. So that's kind of one of the things I like to look at. Is there a little bit of a price edge you can get, and that's kind of where it is on DraftKings. Yeah, Blaney has the number one green flag speed so far mm. this year, and that is. Uh, you can kind of attribute that to his good start positions. Um, I think, yeah. So, you know, the closer you are to the front, the less dirty air you have to deal with, the faster you are. So uh, William Byron, I think is uh, way down. I think he's like 13th in average uh, starting position and Blaney's like fifth or sixth or something. So huge disparity there can explain why the, there's, you know, such a big disparity in green flag speed. So, um, I think we'll we'll count on Blaney to get the finish. So what else? Uh, what else we got? Uh, well, funny enough, we have Martin Truex over Ryan Blaney, but feels like blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Truex wins the race. I think that's the bottom line. So if I, I'm perfectly comfortable if you don't want to play this matchup, but I I like it. I just like everything Martin Truex this weekend. Um, he, I'm perfectly comfortable with, with if you want if you're following us and you just want to play his outright play his top Toyota. I'm I'm good with that uh, and just play the Byron of a you know I mean I mean um the Blaney of a Byron head to head. But Truex has shown like I said speed on and mile and a half tracks. I don't want to go into that too much more. I just think he kind of wins the race. Bottom line, uh, yeah. Ross Chastain. Over Denny Hamlin, I think, uh, once again, Ross Chastain is one of our outrights. I think he can win the race, as he has shown his potential to win intermediate races all year. And his uh, win at the Super Speedway shows he is good in the draft, etc. And once again, uh, Phil, you brought this one up. It's Truex over William Byron. If you want to add anything on this, I know I talked about Truex a lot, and we talked about Byron a lot. So if you want to add anything, go ahead. No, I have I have zero to add to that. Um, I think that might be one of the biggest mismatches on the card. Like, yeah, I agree. Getting these, getting these two guys over William Byron. Um, I mean, there's an avenue for Blaney to beat Byron and Truex to beat Blaney. I mean, they're they're both they both can cash, and it's not like some stretch. It just kind of looks weird on the the card, but it, it it's not a stretch whatsoever for this to happen. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm playing on both, dude. If, if you like it, I like it. I'm in. All right. So I'm kind of just going to close out the card here by taking my talking about some, uh, some more props, uh, Ross Chastain for top Chevy. Uh, the best number there is 500 is 500 on DraftKings. I think he can, like I said, I believe he has a fastest car so he can win the race. So he can definitely be top Chevy. Um, I guess I'm kind of fading, guys like larson and elliott um just to name a couple of the guys that are above chastain in that category i think chastain has been faster than larson all season and at every track type so i believe, I believe that's a little bit off price i already talked about top toyota for truex and i also have kevin harvick for top ford at plus 500 so, I mean, like I said, I think if there's one place that Harvick can kind of continue his bounce back for the season, it's probably here at Michigan. So, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, Harvick, he's kind of going against guys like Logano. Um, let me see who else is in this constructor for Ford. It's kind of up there with him. Briscoe, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah, so you got Logano, you got Blaney, and Harvick as at the, at the top of your favorite there. Briscoe is behind him. Uh, McDowell, et cetera. So, yeah, I think Harvin can get can definitely get it done there. We saw that he can he almost got it done at Pocono. Um, that's all I got. I, I have Toyota as well to, for to win the race, but we kind of covered that with Truex. We covered that with Denny Hamlin, uh, Christopher Bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love finishing out the card with three five to one 
plays that can all cash. You know, I love that. So I'm in. I'm in on those two. I mean, this feels like, I mean, we're probably going to lose 12 units, but this feels like a card where we're going to, you know, have a monster day. So I hate feeling this good about it, but I love this card this week. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a short weekend. It's the Xfinity. It's the, it's the Cup. It's, it's just two races. We can focus pretty heavily on the data. We're going to be uh, Xfinity practices at 9 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Pretty much going to be soaking in the NASCAR content all day tomorrow. Um, and then doing a little bit, a little bit of IndyCar research as that race gets closer. God, we, we should have had that on last weekend. We had that 12 to 1. Herta was dominating. We should have been celebrating in the streets, you know? <laughs> and then the friggin' transmission fell out of it while he was leading. It, unbelievable arch. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you bet it. I'm sure you didn't watch it. Um, Correct but, on both counts. Yep, yep. He, uh, he was the fastest, most dominant car in the field, and uh, he was out by a mile. He ran over one of those fucking bumps, you know, that, that speed curb, and the transmission fell out of it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Arch, I'm sure you remember last year. Yes. <laughs> yes, the curb struck again. Oh, man. <laughs> it was not a NASCAR this year, though. It was in IndyCar. It struck Colton Herta. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, all right, so I'm going to shout out my man Rory Picks. That's a buddy of ours on Twitter. But – you know, we've talked about it. My my television is on like a 45 second delay from, you know, yeah, yeah. the real world. And uh, I guess Herta had had turned his driver earlier in the day. And uh, you know, he's like, oh, well, I hope he cashes for you guys. But, you know, I hate that guy. And then I got a tweet and he's like, ha ha ha, right back at you or something. And I was like, what the fuck happened? You know, and then it and then it popped up on my stream. And I just I wanted to kill the guy, but I get it. So Rory, love you yeah all right any final thoughts to close out the show before we hit an hour no i i don't i try not to have any more thoughts at 1206 a.m i'm done with thoughts <laughs> steve any final no, thoughts we, on the weekend we pulled the uh the double header friday into saturday so this is good stuff so it's not just the one hour episode it's a two-day episode that's right that's exactly right well depending on your time zone i guess shut up steve hmm Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.